Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, July 13th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Christina Lulich. And here's What's What near you. This morning, the FDA approved the first ever birth control pill that can be sold over the counter without a prescription. It's called Opil. It's not yet clear when the pill will be available or how much it will cost, but the FDA says it will be up to the manufacturer, Perigo. In a statement this morning, Perigo says it's important for the pill to be accessible and affordable to women. Perigo also calls the FDA's action a milestone and a giant leap for women's empowerment. Today, Hollywood actors are poised to join writers on the picket lines. Members of the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, also known as SAG-AFTRA, have been negotiating with the major studios and streaming services. But the two sides haven't come to an agreement about wages and residuals. The final negotiation was on Wednesday, and the union committee unanimously recommended that actors go on strike. It will be the first time SAG-AFTRA members have stopped work on a movie or television production since 1980. This would impact the filming and production of many movies and TV shows, including The White Lotus and the highly anticipated movie musical adaptation of Wicked. The Guild is holding a press conference this afternoon to announce its final decision on whether to strike. Actors could begin picketing as early as today. The Northern Lights are making their way to New York tonight. That's right, Christina. And while you might associate the Northern Lights with places like Alaska, Canada, and even Scandinavia, an 11-year solar cycle that's expected to peak next year is making the lights visible in places farther to the south. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Space Weather Prediction Center said people wanting to see the Northern Lights should get away from light-polluted cities and find a dark viewing spot. Then they should look to the sky north on the horizon. The best viewing times are going to be between 10 p.m. tonight and 2 a.m. Friday morning, depending on the weather. The New York Cuban and Hispanic Parade is this Sunday. This year's festivities will honor the Queen of Salsa, Cuban singer Celia Cruz. The parade will start at 11 a.m. at Madison Avenue and 38th Street and will proceed down to 27th Street. Last night at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, music and sports fans were united at the ESPN Awards, the ESPYs. Lil Wayne opened the show performing his 2008 hit, A Millie. Her was also in attendance and performed her latest single, the power ballad, The Journey. Her performance celebrated the 30th anniversary of Hall of Fame basketball coach Jimmy Valvano's inspirational speech. He delivered it at the first ESPYs in 1993 while terminally ill with cancer. Some other highlights of the night included Kansas City Chiefs player Patrick Mahomes winning Best Athlete in Men's Sports and Best NFL Player. Angel Reese won Best Breakthrough Athlete for leading the Louisiana State University women's basketball team to the college title this past spring. She also made a cameo in one of Lado and Cardi B's music videos. Former Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin also honored the first respondents who saved his life. He presented them with the Pat Tillman Award for service for resuscitating him after he went into cardiac arrest during a game in January. And on this day in 1985, artists from around the globe joined forces at the Live Aid concert extravaganza. The concert was hosted between Wembley Stadium in London and the JFK in Philly. Dozens of artists, including Paul McCartney, U2, and David Bowie performed. But the most iconic moment from the show came from Queen, 
who performed Bohemian Rhapsody for one of the final times with its frontman, Freddie Mercury. That broadcast of Queen and all of the other artists reached over 1.5 billion people worldwide, making it one of the biggest broadcast events ever. And the tens of millions of dollars raised from the show went towards helping people starving from a famine in Africa. This month, the WFUV Newsroom is highlighting advocacy groups trying to build a better New York City. WFUV's Jay Doherty reports on how Special Olympics International and Disabled in Action New York are working towards a revolution of inclusion for children and adults with disabilities. Special Olympics provides year-round sports training and athletic competitions for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. Its mission is to offer ongoing opportunities for these individuals to develop physical fitness, experience joy, and enrich friendships with their fellow athletes and families. People think of Special Olympics as a charity, and it is that. But what they don't often see is that it is also a movement, and it is a movement from people with intellectual disabilities. That's Timothy Schreiber, the chairman of Special Olympics International. His mother, Eunice Kennedy Schreiber, established the inaugural Special Olympics, then called Camp Schreiber, 55 years ago. Disabled people are not unable. Each and every person on our planet deserves a full and fair chance to make the very most of their own ability. Today, the movement has more than 5 million athletes in 193 countries. The goal is to offer the world hope in the face of adversity. Because the athletes have endured so much adversity, it reminds us that adversity doesn't have the last word. The movement doesn't just empower the athletes, it also can improve the mental health of the volunteers. We are here to offer you, the lonely, the frustrated, the disappointed, maybe even the despairing, come join us. We'll give you a reason to believe. While the Special Olympics World Games were just hosted in Berlin last month, here in New York City, there are other advocates hard at work. Jean Ryan is the president of Disabled in Action, a civil rights organization committed to ending discrimination against people with all disabilities. Like Shriver, Ryan says a movement of inclusion is crucial in achieving a brighter future for everyone with disabilities. Right now, we're working on access to City Hall. There's basic access to City Hall, but it's not good enough. So we're trying to get better access for people who are blind and people who have different kinds of disabilities. The fight doesn't stop at just access to local offices. Disabled residents may face challenges in performing basic civil duties due to the absence of elevators, ramps, and resources designed for individuals with visual impairments. Thanks to DIA and other organizations, Ryan says progress is being made. The polling places are now accessible because we and other organizations sued the city of New York to get accessible voting places so that everyone could vote in person if they want. Special Olympics and Disabled in Action see inclusion on the horizon as they advocate for dignity. The first step involves gaining a new perspective on those whom society often marginalizes. This includes individuals with intellectual disabilities who frequently exhibit remarkable kindness and tranquility within a world marked by chaos and confusion. 
I mean, I was at the opening ceremonies giving a speech and an athlete charged the stage. And you know what he did? He gave me a hug. And everybody's like, did you plan that? I'm like, no, I didn't plan that. I'm trying to give my little speech. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and this guy is the guy who's considered not normal? Are you kidding me? He's the normal one. The people killing each other, they're the not normal ones. Perhaps this perspective is what the world needs to move one step forward from indifference to advocacy. I'm Jay Doherty, WFUV News. That was WFUV's Jay Doherty sharing how disability rights groups are advocating for inclusion in New York and beyond. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Caroline Ely. And I'm Christina Lulich. And that's What's What.